if Jesus comes into your life, your life may have been full of terrible darkness. It does not matter how dark that darkness was. The day Jesus enters in your life, light shows up and that darkness cannot withstand. good to have you with me today again on our online service coming to you from Sydney, Australia. I'll be sharing some scriptures with you today. If you got your Bible with you, please turn with me to the book of John, the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Apostle John chapter 1. We'll be looking at it from verse number 1. We'll be looking at it up to verse number 14 and at some stage maybe 17. I'm going to read from the verse number 1 and I'll begin to explain. Now the Bible said in John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In verse number 2, it goes on to say, The same was in the beginning with God. The same was in the beginning with God. In verse 3, he says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Verse number 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of man. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now I'll get back again to verse number one, where the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, it could appear a little bit uh, confusing when you read that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The word was with God and the word was God. It probably will help us to understand if we go back to the original Greek writing. Now in, in the Greek writing in which this very scripture was written in the first time, the what was translated word W-O-R-O-D was actually logos. So we could read it to say in the beginning was logos. And Logos was with God, and Logos was God. In the beginning was Logos. Now, the beginning is talking about here is dating back, same beginning the Bible talked about in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning was Logos, and Logos was with God, and Logos was God. Logos was with God. And Logos was God. Now, it probably will help us to also take the English word God back to its original writing. 
Now, in the original Greek writing, the word God was Theo. And Theo means divine one, the divine person. Now, Greek didn't give us the full meaning of what the scripture intended for us to understand. In the Aramaic or the, the Hebrew version of it, we can understand what the Bible was communicating. The same word that was translated from uh, Theo, the same Theo word that was translated God, in the Hebrew language, we will see that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The same God being referred to here was the same God in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, when the Bible used the word God here in the Hebrew language, it was actually written as Elohim. Now, Elohim is a plural rendering of God. Elohim is plural form of God in the Hebrew language. There are several ways or a few other ways in Hebrew language that God was being referred to. But here it uses the word Elohim. What does Elohim mean? Being plural. Now you will understand it better when you go further in Genesis chapter 1 where it goes on, for example, in verse 26. It says, and God said, let us make man. So you automatically know that it wasn't one person that was there. There was more than one person. That's why he could say, let us. And God said, let us make man in our, plural again, in our image and after our likeness, plural again, which means it was not one person that was there. So the, the word God here, like we see in, El, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and in verse 26, and in John chapter 1, verse number 1, is actually a plural form. It's, it's, it's a plural form. It's a plural form. Now, what, what, why would it be plural form? Now, the reason a lot of people find challenges in understanding what the Bible is saying when it says God said, let us make man in our image. And why would he refer to God and refer to Jesus as God being son of God? And in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The reason they don't understand is because they don't understand what the Bible means each time it says God. Now, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, and also in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible speaks of God here not as one person, but as a realm. The word God is not actually the name of a person. It is referring to a realm. Just like you have the realm of man. Man has a realm. There are many men in the realm of man. And they could have their own individual names. Pastor Marvin is a man. And he dwells in the realm of man. That is the same way we have the realm of God. So when the Bible is talking about God in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, Elohim is saying the realm of the God. The realm, that realm 
which we call God, created the heaven, brought heaven and earth into existence. In the beginning, the realm of God, the realm of God produced the realm of man. Now, having understood that term God, let's get back to John chapter 1 verse 1. In which he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. I'll put again this time the word logos in place of W-R-D. And now we can understand when he says, in the beginning was logos, and logos was with God, and logos was God. In other words, in the beginning was logos, and Logos was there when Genesis said in, 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 in chapter 1 verse 1. And God said let us. Which means Logos was there. He says and Logos himself was God. In other words he was among or part of the Elohim realm. In the beginning was the word. John again chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. I'm now in verse number 3. John chapter 1 verse 3. All things were made by him. So when you actually go back to Genesis chapter 1. And study Genesis chapter 1. You are going to discover that those things that were made in Genesis chapter 1. Especially more revealed in, in chapter 2. Those things that were made were actually Jesus or, or, the, or Logos that was there. He says, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Verse 4. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Now to say that in him was life. In, in, in the word or logos was life. Now I'll, I'll help you to, 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 to have a fuller picture of whom we are talking about when he says logos. In him was life and the life was the light of man. Let's, let's skip to verse number 14. And we're going to see where he talks more about who this logos is that is being referred to in John chapter 1. In verse number 14 he says and the word was made flesh. And Logos was made flesh. And dwelt amongst us. That Logos, the spirit being, the God being that was among the God. Whom was described as Logos in John chapter 1 verse 1. He says that Logos was made flesh. In other words, he was made a human being. And dwelt amongst us. And we saw his glory. We beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Look in verse number 17. It speaks further to help us to understand who he was talking about. He says, for the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He's still talking about the same logos. So we understand clearly. In fact, if you had read verse number 16, you will see. I'll take it again from 14 up to 17. Then you know he's talking about Jesus. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. And in verse 15 it goes on to say. Don't bear witness of him. 
John the Baptist bear witness of him in verse 15 and cried saying this is he of whom I spake he he that cometh after me is prepared preferred before me for he was before me he was before me now interestingly Jesus Christ was born after John the Baptist but John the Baptist was telling us now that Jesus was before him but the Jesus that he was introducing was born after him. Physically on earth, he was born after him. But John understood by the spirit that the Jesus he was introducing was not just the prophet that came now. He has been, he, he understood that that Jesus, there was a spirit that indwelt that man Jesus that was the spirit of Logos that has been from the beginning. He said, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John understood that Jesus who came, even though he came, he came after him, he was born after him, his ministry also came up after him, but he understood that he was before him. And Jesus said the same of himself. When he was telling the Jews of who he really is, they saw him as an ordinary man. They saw him as the son of the carpenter, who himself later became a carpenter. That was all they knew about him. And here he comes telling them that he's the son of God. He comes telling them that Abraham rejoiced to see his days. They said, you, Abraham, to see your days? You're not even 50. And he said to them, before Abraham, I was. Which means, Jesus was telling them that he was before Abraham. But they did not understand what he was talking about. And then they, they were angry. How could you say that you were before Abraham? And Jesus broke their mind further when he told them that I am not just an ordinary man. I am. I am the same tame that, 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 that God used in, when he was talking to Moses. When he said, I am. Tell the people of Israel when they ask you who spoke to you that I am spoke to you. The same tame Jesus used to the Jews. I am. They said, you, this is blasphemy. But Jesus was telling them the truth of who he really is. They didn't understand. Here, John was revealing the same thing. John said, I bear witness about this guy. That he that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. And his fullness, now in verse number 16, Apostle John goes on to write. He says, of his fullness have we all received. We received of the fullness of this guy we received of the fullness of this guy whom i described to you as logos we received of the fullness of him and grace for grace we received grace upon grace we received of his fullness what was his fullness what filled this guy he goes on in verse 17 to explain what he was referring to he says for the law was given by moses but grace and truth came by jesus christ Moses only brought the laws, which was an insight into whom God is. It was a peeping, it was a looking into whom God is, whom, whom the, the nature of God. It was giving us a, 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 an insight 
into the nature of God, whom God is. He says, but the full reality of whom God is, is in this guy, Jesus, whom I talked to you about. He says, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth, grace, the fullness of God's grace, and the truth of God came by Jesus Christ. The reality of whom God is, Jesus was the full representation of God. One of his disciples asked him one time, Master, you, told, you keep telling us about the Father. You keep telling us, just show us the Father. Oh, just do something so that we can see the Father and we'll be fine. We, we won't ask anymore. He said, Philip, have you guys been with me all this while and you still don't know who is with you? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Because Jesus was the full and the complete representation of whom the Father is. The Bible says it's pleased the Father that in Jesus Christ, Logos, should all the Godhead dwell bodily. In him, the fullness of the Father, of the Holy Spirit, of the Son, of the Word, of everything, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in Jesus. So Jesus was the full representation of whom God ever is. Now, if you, if you still wonder, if you still wonder who the God God was being referred to in Genesis chapter 1, Elohim. If you still wonder, they are all fully represented in Jesus. He says, no man had seen God at any time. The son, only, the only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, had declared him, or in other words, has revealed him, has carried the father in him unto you. I'll take us back again to where I skipped from in verse number 4. It says, In him was life. The word translated life here, permit me, I'm going, to be, I, I, I'm going to be using some words back in the original translation, in the original term today. Now, the word that was translated life here in the Greek is zoe. Now, zoe is not the ordinary biological life. Of course, in every human being is life. You have the biological life in every human being. So when he says in him was life, it's not talking about the breathing life, the biological life. It's not that. It's beyond that. He says in him was life. And that word life in, in Greek is zoe. In him was zoe. And this zoe was the light of man. Now, it is the same Zoe that the Bible shows us in Genesis chapter 2. That God breathed Zoe, though it was rendered in the Hebrew language, he breathed Zoe into man and man became a living soul. It's the same Zoe that Jesus carried in him. He says, in him was life. In him was Zoe, the God kind of life in him was the god life and this god life was the light of men in him was life and the life was the light of men i wish i had enough time to dwell on this particular verse four he says in him was zoe and this zoe was the light of man. 
This way was the light of man. It could help to understand it more if we go into verse number 5. And it says, And the light shines in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. And the light shines in darkness, shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What does the word mean when it says comprehended it not? The word that was translated comprehended here is actually, could be actually translated to mean overcome. Now the Bible is telling us in this verse that this light being referred to here shines in darkness and darkness cannot overcome it. A better understanding of it would be if we look at it this way. The light shines in darkness and darkness cannot withstand it. Whenever this light shines in darkness, darkness gives way. So it's just like you turn on electricity in your room. In a dark room. You turn on the light. And light shows up and you can't find any darkness anymore. It's gone. It says this light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness cannot overcome it. Darkness cannot withstand it. Now getting back to verse 4 where it says in him was life and the life was the light of man. And this light of man shines in darkness and darkness cannot withstand it. Which means when the light that is being referred to comes up to lighten any man, the man will be lighting up and whatever darkness was in the life of that man cannot withstand it. So when Jesus comes into your life, every darkness that ever was in your life is removed completely and that darkness cannot withstand it. When Jesus enters any man's life, it doesn't matter how dark that life has been before. If Jesus comes into your life, your life may have been full of terrible darkness. It does not matter how dark that darkness was. The day Jesus enters in your life, light shows up and that darkness cannot withstand. Every darkness is dispelled. Brothers and sisters, there is nothing that can bring light into your life. You can lighten up a room with electricity, but electricity cannot lighten up any human life. You can lighten up, you can lighten up anywhere with light, sunlight, whatever, but the life of man could only be lightened by the light that God has made Jesus to be. He says in him was life, and that life was the light of man, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot comprehend it. Darkness cannot withstand this light. What darkness could it be in your life today? Is anything holding you captive in life today? Is anything of great concern disturbing your life today? What are the challenges that you have faced in life that you could never overcome by yourself? There is light that will dispel every darkness. And that light is in Jesus Christ. The day Jesus enters into your life, every darkness is dispelled. I'll show you verse 9 where it says that 
that was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. It says the light, this light that is being referred to was the true light. This is the true light. If he says it's the true light, which means there could be for some false light. People seek for hope, life, light in different things in the world. Some resort to alcohol. Some resort to cigarettes. Some resort to psychologists. Some resort to the physician. Physician, whatever it is. They resort to all forms of things to find light. Some seek for money to find light of life. Some seek, they seek help even in religion to find light. Brothers and sisters, if you're hearing me today, you will not find light in anything else in the world. It is not in any of the things else in the world. Not even in the religions of the world. I dare say to you that light of life is not in Islam. The light of life is not in Buddhism. The light of life is not in any of this religion. Not even in what they call the Christian religion. The light of life is only in Jesus Christ. He says this light shines in darkness. If Jesus comes into your life, that very moment, every darkness is dispelled. And when I was studying this chapter, I was amazed at what God shows to me in this verse 9. In verse 9, he says, that light, this light that is being talked about, that light, that was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world. Now, the, what was translated word here, W-O-R-O-D, is cosmos in the Greek word, in the Greek language, which means the world of men, the whole world, the earth. He says that this is that was the true light verse 9 again that was the true light which lighted every man that cometh into the world every man this was intriguing for the bible to say that that light lighted every man it lights up every man that cometh into the world it didn't say it lights up every christian he says it lights up every man. He didn't say it lights up everyone that is born again. He lights up every man that cometh into the world. Wow. It got me thinking. Does the Bible mean what it said? Yes, it does mean what it said. Every man that is born into this world today is lighted, is lightened by this light that Jesus is, is lightened by the light that Jesus is. Every man that is born into the world. You begin to wonder, is that really true? It is true. How come some people have darkness in life? How come some people are still in bondage to one Think or the other. 
How come there's still so much darkness in the peoples of the world? I will tell you. Very simple. This country, Australia, like many other developed countries of the world, the moment any city or suburb is being developed, electricity is provided automatically, I mean, right from when they are being developed, to every house. Nobody is dwelling in that house yet, but electricity is provided. It's just the same thing like you moved into a new house. You've been given the keys to this house, and you moved into this house. It, it could be in the night, 9 p.m., and you move, you open the door, you enter into the house. It's all dark. It doesn't mean electricity is not there. It's just waiting for you as the owner of the house to turn on electricity by hitting the switch that is on the wall. And light shows up. The light has been there all the while. The moment that, when that house was built, it was built with all the electricity conduits in the wall. Everything was fixed in the house. The moment it was built but it needs somebody to push the button and get the light on brothers and sisters if you're listening to me today every man that is born into this world jesus has lightened their life already there's light available for their lives already all they need to do is to understand what to do push the button and light turns on how will this happen the Bible goes on to explain to us in this same chapter, verse number 12. It says, I like to take it from, to read it from verse number 10 into up to number 12. It says, He was in the world. Jesus was in the world. Even though the world was made by Him, He was in the world. And the word knew him not. He came unto his own. And his own received him not. <laughs> In verse 12 he says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. That is where the switch is. The switch that switch on the light of life in any man is in that verse 12. He says, for as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. The moment you receive Jesus into your life, you receive the power to become the son of God. The word that was translated power there, in its original form, translated could also mean the right. For as many as received Jesus, to them he gave the right, the authority, the, 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 the legal ability to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The moment you receive Jesus into your life, 
you turn on the switch of light in your life and you become a child of God. Verse 13 explains it further. He said, which we are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The moment you receive Jesus into your life, you become automatically born of God. You are no longer considered human. You are no longer considered flesh. You are considered a child of God. The, like, like a biological child of a parent. You become the, the, uh, the, 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 the child of God. That's the word that was translated that sons is technon. Which means the son, the rightful son of God. Then you could stand up and say, I am a son of God. I am a son of God. I am a son of God. The same way Jesus was born of God, that same way you can say that I am born of God. As many as received him, to them gave he the right to become the son of God. They are automatically lit by the light that Jesus is. Are you hearing me today? You have an opportunity to receive Jesus into your life. And he will transform your life beyond your widest expectations. Jesus is the light that lights up every man that comes into the world, your light has been set up with that light conduit. It's just waiting for you to turn on the switch. Will you turn it on today? Very easy to turn on. Accept Jesus as the Savior and the Lord of your life. Apostle Paul said in his letter to the Romans, chapter 10, from verse 9 and 10, he says this word that will save your life and turn on the switch of the light, is in your mouth. If you will only say it with your mouth. That Jesus. Died for you. And he was raised again from the dead. And you believe him that is alive today. And is the son of God. And savior of your soul. And you accept him today. As the lord of your life. If you will do that. The switch turns on. And your life is light. Is lit by the light of God. Friend, you want to take this opportunity to say that prayer after me. You want to say it with your mouth because there's power in the words that you say. I will lead you to say it the way you should say it and your life is about to be lit. You will say after me. If you, if you want, you could close your eyes and say these words after me. Mean it with your heart because you are going to declare what God wants you to declare. That you believe in Jesus. You are about to declare it. Now say after me. God in heaven. I believe. That Jesus. Died. For me. And because he died for me. You have completely. Forgiven. All the sin nature that I have. And I believe you raised him from the dead. Today, he is alive. And I ask him to become the Lord of my life. And lead me in everything that I do. I will yield forever with all my heart to his lordship. Thank you, O oh God. I believe by your word. 
that I'm become your child. Thank you, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.